crying on the floor. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, God, why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? And it was like a whisper in my ears, like, do you hear me now? This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big, miraculous ways, all the way down to small, everyday things. Hello. Welcome. This week I have Trent with me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, um, Camus met Trent at Alaka this summer, and we have been working with him to schedule with our all of everybody's busy schedules, and he's finally here. Yes, I am. I'm finally here. I'm, you know, glad to be here. Yeah, and we're excited about it. So let's open with a quick word of prayer. Um, dear Lord, please be with um, Trent and I as we record this episode. Please just be with the words that we speak and help them to bring glory to your name um, and help the listeners to hear um, about how you're real and how you can change people's lives. Amen. Amen. All right, Trent, where are you from? So, I mean, that's a very small question, but I mean, I have a very large answer for it. And, um, so my dad uh, served in the military, so I travel around a lot. You know, I used to live in Hawaii, I used to live in California, I used to live in Washington, and now I live here. So like, you know, um, so when someone would like ask me, so where are you from, you know, and I would just say everywhere, you know, and, <laughs> and if they were like, no, but really, I'd go deeper into it. So, I mean, Hawaii, California. Washington, you know, That's here. That's the fun so, of the military. You're like, I don't know where I'm from. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm from the army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from the army. I'm from the from, army. From different army bases. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. All right, and then uh, what about your uh, religious background? So, I was not raised in the church. Mm-hmm. My family would say, "Oh, you were raised Christian, Trent," but. I really wasn't, you know, my dad was uh, almost never really in the picture because he was always deployed. Mm. And so it's my mom was always home and my mom was always sick. So I, uh, like my mom never took us to church. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what would happen typically is like when my dad would be back, you know, we would go to a very, um, prosperity, like, you know, very prosperity wise church, like churches who just preach prosperity and, you know, a false gospel. And so it's, that's very big in Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, false teachings, and you know people believe it because you know, they enjoy the they enjoy the sermons, and so they just go. So, uh, but my religious background would honestly like uh, I had a friend named uh, CJ, and I would always like go to his his house on the weekends, and his parents would always like invite me over and you know, stay the night on Saturday nights, and in order to um, you know uh, hopefully get me to come to church with them and. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to stay the night? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never really thought about, oh, church, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my, my best friend CJ for another three hours? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, prior to that, you know, I mean, in the past, like, for the past, like, four years when I truly started coming to faith. And so, but other than that, like, I wasn't really raised mm-hmm. in the church, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you knew about God, but it wasn't anything that affected your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was I was very numb to, to scripture. I, I mean, I was, you know, I did not, I was not abiding in God. I really wasn't, no. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, so you came to share some stories about your testimony. I did. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just like I said a couple of minutes ago is, um, my dad was in the military, so we traveled a lot, uh, around a lot. And with my dad being in the military, you know, and he, he's had over five years, um, uh, five years overseas. You oh, know? Wow. So like that's five 
years of my life as a kid, I will never be able to get back. And, you know, and those five years aren't just like, oh, when I was two, when I was three. So like not years I won't remember, but years I do, because mm. I mean, these are like when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. So like, yeah. that's a lot of time overseas, you know? Yeah. And, um, he was always like, you know, he, he has, uh, three deployments. Um, one was, um, to Iraq and two to Afghanistan. So, um, you know, very serious. I mean, he was gone for over a year on all three terms, you know, mm-hmm. on all three deploy- uh, deployments. So that really like affected me, you know, because I was my father figure. I really look up to my dad and it, it plays a large role. Like he plays like, such a big role in, in, in my life yeah. because I love him so much. And if you ever met my dad, he's on my biological father um, because my biological father, um, um, he, he was kind of like out of my life when I was, um, uh, like two okay so yeah. my mom and my biological father divorced when i was two and um he was he sold methamphetamines and i mean um he ended up dying in prison when i was 10 but my mom ended up marrying keith who was my my dad yeah you know who raised, raised me you, yeah yeah when i was um um when i was three so maybe like a year and a half after my mom mom divorced my biological dad so keith is my dad you yeah, know, I love him just as much as as any. You know, he took the reins as the father, as the father figure in my life, and I love him and I respect him just as much as I would if he was my biological father. You know, and if you ever saw my, if you ever saw Keith, uh, my dad, uh, he does not look like me, and so he's uh, I'm like a six one blonde, okay, with blue eyes. He's uh, a five four redhead with green <laughs> eyes. You know, so and he's yeah, is like looks nothing like me and. It was it kind of like, um, it kind of affected me for a long time because I was embarrassed to say that's my dad, you know. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, like, even though I loved him so much, is I was embarrassed for a long time of our relationship because everyone's dad was like, was their actual father. And, yeah. You no, know, that was like looked like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and but that wasn't my case. So, you know, um, but through that, anyways, um, my dad he served overseas. Uh, five years overseas like I said and each time you'd come back from a deployment I knew there was something like something was changing mm-hmm. you know in his mental state in his emotion emotional state and you know it really like started to affect me like in his you know physically mentally emotionally he was damaged mm. you know and um he would start coming home and he would you know I mean my mom would talk about his dreams uh, that he would be having and, and wake him up in the middle of the night and of him sweating he'll have night terrors and stuff from uh um his combat so he struggled with ptsd yeah and he had a herniated disc in his back so he had he was in major pain all the time um so we we decided to get out of the army um after i think it was like 15 years of service is when he decided to get a medical discharge wow. which is honor, an honorable medical discharge and so he got out and um, we moved to Kamei, Idaho and, you know, this is where, you know, I was a city kid. <laughs> I did not fit in at all here. I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I wanted to fit in a lot in Washington, Seattle area. So I, I dressed like a city kid, you know, yeah. I wore very uh, worldly clothes. So I was like, I was only wearing the best clothes I, my, like my money could buy. Mm-hmm. And that was the only clothes I would wear. I would be embarrassed if I was wearing Walmart brand socks and shirts and pants, <laughs> you know, that would be embarrassing for me. Yeah. So like, unless I was wearing like, like American Eagle or stuff from like, like, 
you know, Hollister, like, unless I was wearing name brand stuff or Nike, Adidas, you know, Jordans, like, unless I was wearing that stuff, like, I wasn't going to school. Mm -hmm. Like, there'd be days, like, like, honestly, like, if I didn't have good clothes, I would tell my mom I'm sick. <laughs> it was it was embar- yeah it's embarrassing <laughs> to talk about now but that's the reality yeah. of it you no know? i mean like i actually like i i've been there but like i can relate to that like not wanting to go to school like yeah. if i look like terrible because like um i went to school down in liston and like stuff and then like even college like if you do like if you don't like look nice like nobody wants to like to like make fun of you or mm-hmm. like oh you look stupid yeah <laughs> and the, th- the thing is like in seattle like culture is a big thing oh yeah you know? and they think like clothing is part of their culture Mm -hmm. in seattle and so i mean even the poorest kids like kids who are um you know living in trailers with low-income families like even they understood like hey i gotta wear 200 shoes to be cool and to be accepted and they did Mm -hmm. i mean there'd be kids who their families are totally like basically almost starving you know and but they'll have nice clothes yeah you know and that's because they wanted everyone to have this like persona that they're doing okay mm-hmm. you know or oh they're well off you know yeah it's really weird but anyways um so i i had this wor- really worldly mindset when i came to cameo you know i remember showing up my first day uh i was wearing red vans with um like very very skinny je- skinny jeans oh, and no. like <laughs> uh, I, like a sweatshirt with my headphones in because i was listening to very bad music i was probably listening to like some rap and stuff so and i walk in and all the kids here are wearing boots <laughs> blue jeans i'm like what am i doing here you know oh, like no. yeah and instantly i'm like i fell out of place mm-hmm. you know i fell out of place and i wanted to uh be like them the moment i got there i was like oh, i need blue jeans you know, <laughs> oh, I need boots, you know, I, I was like, I need to fit in, you yeah. know, because I felt so insecure in my heart. Well, and especially like in high school, like, like in high school, like that's like the whole phase of like development we're all going through is like mm. fit in. Like we can't, like we want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. Like we don't want to like stand out. I mean, like maybe a little bit, but not like in big ways, not like wearing vans when everybody's wearing boots. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. And so I, um, I ended up telling my mom the first day I got back, I'm like, mom, I hate it here. I don't feel like. I don't feel welcomed here. I hate it here. I want to go back to Washington. She's like, Trent, you'll like it. Just promise, wait it out. And um, I ended up just waiting it out. And I ended up making friends. And um, I, I understood, like, a lot of the kids here were much nicer than the kids in Washington. You know, like, just uh, how they are. Just how they are, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Like, overall, they're much nicer. They care about you, you know, not, oh, about what you're wearing. And mm-hmm. so kind of understood, like, it took a while for me to understand that, but I got it. And um, I remember um, I was sitting in, um, um, it was like a computer class. Um, I forgot the name of the class, but I was sitting in a, a computer class. I ended up, um, I was doing my work. And out of nowhere, this girl walks up to me and she's like, hey, are you Trent? And then I turn around like, yeah. She's like, do you want to come over to buy us? And I was like, sure. And so I'll go over there. And um, I, I sit with her and her friend. And um, what happened is, is um, we just like start talking. And she's like, she ends up inviting me to church. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up going uh, to uh, the life center. And, um, and it was more because I feel like at the moment it's because she was a really pretty girl, you know, not because I wanted to hear God's word. Yeah. You know, it's a place to start. Yeah. It's definitely where God started me because he knew how to touch my heart. But, yeah. um, pretty girls, yeah, pretty girls. Yeah. And so I ended up going and, um, my dad and I went and 
you know, because my dad, you know, he longs for fellowship also mm. and learning God's word. And so he just needed, needed a little bit of encouragement. So when I was like, Dad, we should go to church. He's like, okay, yeah, let's go. That's and so, so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And so we ended up going. And what happened is it was amazing. I loved it. I remember actually we were talking about like who what our identities are in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, what he calls us to be, you know, and um, how he views us, not how like we should view ourselves and, you know, just finding who you are, who mm-hmm. you truly are and who you're really, truly meant to be. I remember, and I remember that, I mean, it stuck with me for four years. If I could still remember that yeah. just from one sermon, like four years ago, then it really stuck with me, you know? And so it stuck with me for a long time. And uh, I ended up um, really liking it. And she came up to me and she's like, so did you like it? I was like, yeah, I actually really did like it. She's like, oh, so you'd be coming back next week, right? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be here next week, you know? And um, so I ended up coming next week. And um, what happens is, like, I start really getting pretty popular in my high school. But I also start getting into a deeper relationship with, with, this, this, with this girl. And um, what happened is, is, like, I, I, so there's this verse in the Bible that says, a man who knows good and does not do it for him, it is a sin. And it's mm-hmm. James 4, 17. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to live this lifestyle where I'm knowing God's word. I'm knowing, I'm, no, I'm knowing good, okay? And I'm, I know what my action should be. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know, um, for example, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with bad friends. I'm surrounding myself with bad company. I'm going to parties. I'm getting drunk. I'm sleeping with women while I'm also saying, like, oh, I'm going to go to church next Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew I shouldn't be doing any of those things, but I chose to do that, you yeah. know, and so what happens is um, uh, for a long time, I do this. Like I, I had like this double personality. I was like almost schizophrenia basically, <laughs> but it was on purpose, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like up right here on my left hand uh i was i was a kid who wanted to please the world mm-hmm. i wanted to please all my friends wanted to please all the girls on my school wanted to please everyone and then on right here it's like i wanted to please god mm-hmm. you know and I, I wanted to be a good person mm-hmm. and i was trying to really like i was trying to find that place where I could meet in the middle where yeah. I could please the Both. world yeah. and please also God at the same time, you know, and you know, it, I just couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't. And for a long time, it's it, impossible. It is. Cause that's the Bible verse, you know, like no man can serve two masters, two like, masters. Exactly. And like, yeah. And you know, so I, I, I live that lifestyle where I continue to really want to serve man, but at the same time I wanted to serve God, mm-hmm. you know? And but I just couldn't get to that point where I wanted to serve God more than man. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, for this for a long time, you know, I I hid my secrets. You know, I, I heard I heard, I hid the secrets from my church family. I hid the secrets from this girl that I was not the kid I was portraying to be. You know, I went I went out and partied. I smoked. I drank. I got drunk. I got high. You know, um, I I messed around with women. You know, and. It, it destroyed you know i didn't realize it then but it was destroying me slowly mm-hmm. you know it was leading me down this dark path of depression anxiety you know um, thoughts of suicide you know and i thought i'm like oh, you know why why is this happening to me and it was because of my actions mm-hmm. you know it was because of my sinful nature that i continued to 
lived this lifestyle where it was not obeying God's word, even though I knew God's word. I knew I shouldn't be doing any of those things. I remember like almost all the time after I would do those things, I would feel like convicted. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Oh yeah. my goodness. And, I, and like, that's and it's like a terrible feeling because it's like something like, like it's conviction. You can't escape from it. You can't just like go back and like undo it. You mm. just... Yeah. And so I just had, you know, that hurt my heart for a long time. And what happened is, is, you know, like I said, James 4, 17, a man who knows good and does not do it for him, it is a sin. And I ended up, um, you know, reading God, you know, building this relationship where like, God's like, all right, Trent, I'm going to knock down your door. And so what happened was one day I ended up getting uh, drunk with my friend named Jordan. And um, what happened is that next, that next morning, that night after we got intoxicated and we we I mean, we went to bed and the next morning I had to be home by like 10 or something like that my what well, my parents said and so I got home by by 10 and I, I show up into my house and my parents are fighting and I'm like what are they fighting about and so I go downstairs and they're screaming at each other so I go downstairs and um I, I hear that they're fighting about my little sister my little sister Shayla and how she how they should discipline her okay how their different views of how they should discipline her and um my mom and dad are talking to each other and um it's getting to the point it's getting really like I, I just decided decided to sit on the couch and be like all right I'm gonna watch you guys you know because I kind of like really you guys are adults acting like this you know i'm a teenager sitting on the couch watching his fight you know and so i'm just listening to him fight and my mom says like geez you should do this to her this and this and this and he's like and he said he said heidi you don't listen to me anyways i'm better off dead he says those exact that exact line and um my mom because she at the time she was being uh very stubborn you know she just didn't say anything and she shrugged she shrugged her shoulders and it was like a switch and my dad just like flipped and he just turned around and he walked towards his room and it was a walk and if you know my dad it was a like he was on a mission walk and um so like i followed him my mom was right behind me and as i get into the room his room that where he was heading to is there's a bed right when you enter the room and he was on the bed trying bringing the gun up to his head oh my gosh. and it was like in that instinct like my this instinct was tackle him you know and so i tackled him and i just like remember sitting like right on top of him looking at him and i was holding his hands down like on the bed and i was just looking at him and um staring at him and i saw like the tears in his eyes and the fear and the anxiety and the depression just ptsd just like i was looking into his soul and I remember the first thing that came to my head was like, you need Jesus. Oh, wow. You know, and not in the way like, like, oh, you need Jesus. Yeah. You know, it was like, he needs help. Like he needs. He needs, he needs a savior, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I was just looking into his eyes and I was holding his arms down. I was like, why? I was just thinking like, why? Why would you do this? And like the first thing, you need Jesus. And I was watching the tears just run off him and just like, his anger and just everything in his face, his facial expressions, is looking into his soul through his eyes. And I was like, you need Jesus. And I ended up holding his arms down. And my mom, my mom just starts bawling and crying. And she's like, Trent, grab all the guns and bring them up to your room. And I'm weeping. I'm like, you know, that crying is like, <gasps> you know, and because I mean, I just stopped my dad from shooting himself, you know. Yeah. And so I'm bringing these guns. 
up to um up to my room and my mom went upstairs and my aunt who was at, at the house she she came down and she was like talking with um um with my dad and i remember like on every time like every time i came downstairs kind of pick up the gun and go back up i heard something negative like i'm divorcing her like she she could take the kids blah blah blah. i'm done with her like negative negative stuff and i'm just like taking guns up and down up and down the stairs and i remember the last like armload of guns i took because we i mean we got a lot of guns we got like (laughs) we got like 60 guns and um I remember the last armload of guns um, I carried up. Actually, it was a bucket. It was like a bucket of pistols. And I was carrying them up to my room. Um, I, I remember she, uh, he was like, I swear. I swear, Julian, if she calls the cops, I'm not going down without a fight. Guess what was the first thing I saw right when I got to the top of the stairs? What did you see? Cops. Oh. And I was like, if you know my dad, he's crazy. <laughs> okay? So I truly believed it when he was like, I'm not going down without a fight, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, well, here goes my dad. He's going to be another statistic being shot by cops, you know? like, And I was like, oh, my goodness, why would you say that? So right when I take this bucket, I go upstairs, and I see the cops. I was like, oh, mom, because I knew, I knew my mom called the cops. I'm like, oh, mom. I remember, Lord, forgive me for saying this, but I was like, mom, you're so stupid. Why would you call the cops? Why? And, you know, out of just all my emotions in the moment, the cops were like, they looked at me like, what the heck, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going down there? And so I remember uh, they just, like, pat, they're like, it's going to be okay, bud. And so they just go down. One that said, okay, the one that said it's going to be okay was the same cop, cop that walked down with his gun pointed down the oh. stairs. And uh. while, the, like, one had a taser and the one walked in front of him, like, like you know, because he was, my dad was mad. Yeah. He was real mad. And I'm like... And I told him, like, oh, he's, he's not going down without a fight, Mom. Why would you say that? He's not going down without a fight. And um, I remember right after that, I just go straight to my room. I dropped the bucket on, onto my bed, and I closed my door. I locked it. I, I, I went into my bathroom because I have a bathroom in my room. All right. I mean, I did. But um, I go in there, and I lock my bathroom. And I, I just remember I start crying on the floor, crying on the floor, crying. I was bawling, like. <laughs> like and the first thing that came out of my mouth was like god why would you do this to me why would you do this to me and it was like a whisper in my ears like do you hear me now and like still to this day like almost brings me to tears like i'm doing my best to really hold oh. it back because it's so surreal and like in that moment i was like i've been disobeying the god of the universe my whole life and it was such a hard moment for me because it wasn't even the fact that, you know, I was in the presence of God, but it was like, I I was at peace in that whole moment. It was super weird. It was like, I was on my face crying. And I asked her, why would you do this to me, God? It was like, the whisper, it was a genuine whisper. It was like, almost like I hear, feel his breath on me. He's like, do you hear me now? And he's been trying to speak to you. Like instantly, it was like peace in my heart. And it, like everything, I wasn't worried about the cops that my dad said that he was going to fight if he saw him. That our dad just downstairs, right below me, you know. And I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I just stopped my dad from committing suicide five minutes ago, and now I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not scared, you know. And I'm not. I don't have fear in my heart. And so, like, right when that happened is like, right after that happened, like after I heard his the voice, I just like stood up 
and I, I walked out of my bedroom, uh, out of my bathroom, and I, I just remember looking at my bed and watched, like, seeing the pile of the guns on my bed. I'm like, looks like I'm trying to join ISIS or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I just opened up my my um, um, my bed bedroom door, and I remember I can't hear anything. And in my house, like, you hear everything, you know? And, I mean, I have three cops downstairs. My dad said he was going to fight them, okay? Uh, my mom and dad were just fighting, and now I can't even hear anything and what happened is like i i went outside and like it was in that moment like this this guy who uh this the girl that invited me to church her dad comes and drives um drives up to me and he's like hey trent i was like hey and he's like i was just wondering if you wanted to go out for lunch i was like okay and i go in just like, like completely random yeah completely random and I, I i just like okay and so i go into his car he's like what's going on and i just start bawling i remember Aww. i was like i just let it all out again and i'm like you don't even know like what just happened five minutes ago what happened just five minutes ago and he he's like that's that's wow and he's like really i'm like yeah and i like um I'm like, the cops are, he's like, the cops are here. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I pointed at the cop car. He's like, I didn't see, like, wow, I didn't even see him. I'm like, yeah. And they're downstairs talking to my dad right now. He's like, okay, well, let's go out for lunch. And him and I went out and we talked. And I remember it's, it was really weird, you know, because me, I wouldn't have left, you know. I would have stayed there. I'm like, they better not be taking my dad. You know, I'll, I'll fight the cops if they take my dad, you know, <laughs> like, like anything. And uh, what happened was, um, we all went out to lunch and we just had normal conversation. I come back and my my family was perfect again. Like it was like almost like a dream, kind of like oh, wow. this nightmare just happened. I woke up and that's how it was. And I like what happened is went out, got food, came back, and my brothers and sisters are watching TV and my mom's in the kitchen making food. I'm like, and I was like, what's going on? You know? And um but I truly believe 100% that God, you know, God gave him, that's how God gave him peace in the situation, you know. Um, but my daddy, he went on a drive and it clears his mind. And I was a little upset about that. I'm like, why would you let him go on a drive, you know. But they, they, he came back and he, we just all talked and that was it, wow. you know. And from that moment on, like, I've been, I mean, I made a promise to myself, like, I will serve the Lord. And I'll do it till I die because, I mean, if there's a God that's willing to meet us at our lowest moments, then why wouldn't I serve him? Yeah. And why wouldn't I serve him? And it just, it changed my life forever. And I'm excited to see what God has in store for me in my, in my future. And I will praise his names. I'll praise his name from every rooftop, rooftop I can because it just brings me so much joy. That's so much joy. That's so cool. That's so crazy. And that's, like, awesome because, like, God was, like, waiting, like, because, yes, you can hear me now. He's, like, waiting for you to, like, be at a spot, like, because so often, like, we're, like, I don't want to hear God. Like, I know what's right, but I'm not going to listen. And God is waiting for, like, Trent, are you ready to, like, hear me now? Yeah, it's, like, I've been ignoring his voice the whole time, you know. That's how I kind of see it is, like, now when I have the, now that I have the ability to look back on it, it's, like, God was really blessing me back then. Uh-huh. You know, he was like now thinking about it. There's situations where it's like that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't I hear God there? You know, and it's because 
I was numb. You know, I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't wanting to make that, you know, my relationship with God, the forefront of my, you know, on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to serve God with my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't in the place to serve God with my heart. And he knew that, you know, and so I think, you know, I really needed it. My, my emotions needed it to be destroyed in order for me to see God at work. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, the first thing I, I, I bl- like, I think it's really weird. Like, I wanted to blame God. Like, God, why would you do this to me? Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, that's, I mean, the PTSD, and, and that's not, that's not God working. Like, my dad, like, P- God doesn't want my dad to, s- like, suffer with who he is. Yeah. You know, or, um, you know, being, um suicidal like god doesn't want my dad to be like that Mm-mm. so why would i blame god you know and it just shows us like i didn't really know the situation mm-hmm. and but it's so but, easy like when things are going good to like forget about god but when the moment something goes bad we're like ah it's your fault god right but then we don't praise him for the good things exactly yeah and so yeah well since then that was about three and a half years ago wow. i mean i've been serving the lord i won't say to the best of my abilities because i mean i it's a bill you know it's definitely a relationship i'm continually to build on and i love it i mean it's i just love every moment serving it's just it makes my heart happy like i don't there's not one thing i enjoy more nowadays than just to serve God and That's you know so just cool. youth help out with youth group. I love sharing the word with people. And I mean, I, I came from a kid who was a, a, addicted to pornography, was addicted to um, pl- pleasing the world. To now, I'm like, I'm crazy about this guy named Jesus, <laughs> and I just want to tell every kid about him. And I, I love it. It's so crazy. You know? It's crazy because, like, you know, like we think all these things in the world is what's going to make us happy and where we're going to find joy. And now you're finding it. And serving Jesus. Exactly. Like, I never, four years ago, like, four years ago, if you were to ask me, Trent, like, are you, like, do you think you'd ever be a Christian? I would, no, no way. You know, and I really thought, like, Jesus limits people, like, oh, you know, if you become a Christian, there's going to be so many things you can't do, and you won't be able to experience life to your fullest, but he gives me full joy. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ and his word and his love that abides in me gives me the joy I need. You know, and then if you continue to search the world, you'll you'll become, de- you'll have depression. You know, you'll feel unworthy. You'll you'll have insecurities. But when you truly come to God, that's when your heart is opened, and you're like, "Wow, I've been disobeying the God of the universe my whole life." Yeah, this is so much more worth it. So, well, thank you so much for sharing. Do you have any last words? I feel like I do actually. Okay. I didn't share the gospel, so I got to oh. share it real quick. <laughs> Everyone that's out there, I just want to say that. You know, 2,000 years ago, God humbly came off his throne in heaven in the form of Jesus Christ to be born in a major, um, for us to be able to, you know, relate to him. That's why he came as a human is because to show that he, he could do it as a human, you know, and to show that, you know, he is perfect. To really show his power and to really show that he's a perfect, you know, perfect being and, he 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 ended up taking up the cross that that we weren't ever going to be able to bear because his perfect blood when it was shed you know that's what paid our fine you know, walking through going through through life you know we all have a fine on our head because because of the sin that we've committed and 
you know, once that, since our first sin, we've been damned to hell. But God gives us a way out, and that's only through Jesus. That's only through accepting His Son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, and repenting for your, for your sins that you've committed. So, I mean, I just want to offer the opportunity after you uh, listen to this podcast is to find some space to pray and to open up your word and to truly accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to repent for your actions and let him know that, that you know you're unworthy. But it's because of his grace and his mercy that we are saved. Amen. 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 I like it. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. Yep. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye.